This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, footy heads and jumper washers, the tide has finally turned. The summer infernos that started in July are finally doused. Nature is back in its box. Footy lovers, Australia will weather this current virus storm. The nation will emerge from its darkest hour with time on the clock to score a win. There will be a golden dawn. New heroes and life will blossom across our drought-blighted, flood-drenched land. Yes, it's time to bump. It's time to thump. It's time to dump and celebrate on the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. Pull them up, pull them on, and pack down for bludging on the blind side with the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the leading light of long shots, H.G. Nelson. Let her rip, H.G. Yes, uh, TF Mutch, Cedric, Espen, Sump, AO, torching the blue paper once again for another week. That's the power and the passion of the Sumpter, Sumpster camped in the Bludging on the Blindside Soundproof booth at ABC Grandstand HQ. And the Sumpter asked me to stress at the top of the spray in today's dig our blindside principles for 2020. These are the same enduring principles that took us over the top at Gallipoli all those years ago and a quick reminder to book the end of your driveway for this year's celebrations. Number one, bludging on the blindside principle is we are cushioning the impact for all Australians. It's a much softer landing with the blindside between your back door and the concrete floor in the garage. Secondly, we are building a bridge to the other side. This is tricky because we just don't know where the other side is, but Australians, if anyone can find it, you can with our help. Remember, the blind side will be there for the bounce-back recovery phase. Not sure when it'll happen, not sure when we'll know when we'll be there. The other thing the Sumster wanted me to stress at the top of the show was last week we flagged our six-parter on His Excellency Juan Antonio Samaranch. People know that the Olympics have been postponed for this year on to next year, but we felt we could fill that void leading up to those wonderful imagined days in July, August this year with a six-parter on Juan Antonio Samaranch, His Excellency. Now, unfortunately, uh, well, you know how these things go in a digital world. There's competition. It's now suggested that we play the four-parter on Dick Pound first as a sort of um, curtain raiser to His Excellency. So it's 10-part series all up, six on His Excellency and a four-parter on Dick Pound. Obviously, there's so much to talk about Dick, where he came from, how he got started, his techniques, you know, how to let go, all those things, the Pound way. Uh, there's so much there. And a late entry is the Warwick Kappa story, the uh, super boot from the Sydney Swans all those years ago. So much to tell. Remember how he ended up as a stop-go person on the Gold Coast? That charting that from being a super boot to that. It's a great story. So it's up to you, Australia. You decide what you want to hear first. Do you want to go with His His Excellency? Great story, great characters, great cast, dropping the hanky, bang, all that sort of stuff. Dick Pound, well, the name says it all. Or do you want to go with the plucky number 39 in the red and white, the Bloodstone Angel, Warwick Kappa? Get to it. Just have a look at the uh, Sumster's site and make your opinions known. 
Uh, so, Australia, welcome again to Bludging on the Blind Side, footy season 2020. A very warm welcome to footy heads from across Australia to another blast of boot festivities, frenzy and frolics. Um, bludging buffs, right-thinking patriots, God talks to me, pilgrims, TP hoarders looking for another role, mad football freaks. H.G. Nelson opening the dig for another set of seven. What a week. What an incredible week. A week where too much food is barely enough. And like many of you, I am loving this less is more approach to the world of sport. I've never seen it before. I dipped my toe into it a couple of weeks ago. Now I'm bathing in it. I'm up to my eyeballs in it. A couple of looseners to get us rolling. Rugby League Island, what could possibly go wrong? More on that in a moment. Uh, Great but sad to see this week the All England dropped uh, for the year. And speaking of coronavirus casualties, this did shock me and gave me real pause for thought. The 100th running of the Cox is canned. Imagine 2020 without a Cox. I mean, it's getting serious. I mean, will we be out of lockdown in time for the cocks? Will racing still be going on for the cocks? I don't know. All these questions and more answered later in the, later in the show. Aussie's fired up by the promise of Australia. It's tremendous to have you with, uh, with us as we prod forward through the solidly backed up stoolage of the week's sporting action. Remember to step up and have a go to get a go. Now, self-isolating Australians, remember, so, so long as you keep being Australian, We'll get through this together now. Well, I'm super excited about this. It's an unprecedented level of excitement here in the Grandstand studio. That's right, my very good friends. Unprecedented. Unprecedented. To get the blindside barge away from the wharf, let's talk to a man who this week went to the other side. That's right. He was only there for a couple of hours, but when he came to after the trip home, he described the other side as, wait for it, tremendous, tremendous. And he said that the bounce back is amazing. He was only there for a quick peek, but he said the most surprising thing is there were statues of Health Minister Hunt everywhere, wherever you looked. He couldn't be sure, but he thought that they were all made out of toilet paper in homage to the Health Minister of the Crisis. That gives you an idea of how exciting it'll be when the balloon finally clears the guttering. The man who took the trip, the blindside trip, is rampaging Roy Slavin. Roy, can we get the bludging on the blindside bunny in motion simply by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Ah, you! Yes, thank you very, very much, H.G. Nelson. Another difficult week for believers, but, you know, the... Look, there are green shoots, we like to think. The the curve is getting a better shape. But having said that, I don't want to hear talk of complacency. I don't want to see complacency. And wherever I walk, and I'm walking a lot, I'm keeping an eye out for complacency. And if I see it, I'm going to call it out. Are you going to ring somebody in authority? I'm going to ring someone in authority. Mm-hmm. Call it out. Have you got that number in your speed dial I in do. your phone? I do. Now, talk of uh, North... Aren't involved in Yes, he is. Of course he is. Now, talk of uh, North Melbourne kangaroos relocating to Tasmania. God almighty, this idea makes sense. (laughs) For how long have we been saying what a tight fit the North Melbourne kangaroos and Tasmania are? Uh, I mean, it's been... this. Once we reset, this is the sort of thing I want to see happening. Mm -hmm. And I think all certain Tasmanians want to see it happening. Uh, In other news, Wayne Junior Pierce is appointed to organise a... what's described as a kickstart wildcard round of rugby league for June the 1st, and I can't wait. I don't know what a kickstart wildcard round is, but I want to see it. I want to see how it's going to work. 
Can I ask, could you get a wildcard team up from Tasmania? Yes, you could, easily. How about Kangaroo Island? Do you reckon? Mm, I know it got blasted by the fires. We'd have to get federal, we'd have to get Minister Hunt, we'd have to get some sort of federal authority to allow the transport to take place. I would call in the army. Okay. But that's just early thoughts on this wildcard kickstart, wildcard round of rugby league. Now, the operational costs for rugby league are being questioned, not only by me, but by. Well, just about everyone who's, who's across the issue now. It seems the operating cost for rugby league, wait for it, $500,000 a day. And I know you're saying, how did they do it for that? <laughs> so, so little money. <laughs> so little. Yeah, how could you keep that show on the road for $500,000? I'd bug it if I know. We'll try and get to the bottom of it later. Now, Wimbledon, of course. Now, this just, look, I'm... I'm just going to rewind here just a little bit, HG. Yes. Just, just indulge me just a little bit here. More than happy to, Roy. All of these issues that I've referred to so far, they are all going to be addressed. Look, this began. I spoke to, uh, I spoke to Jim Molan. Yes. Earlier in the week. Big Jim. Big Jim. I took a word from Jim. Took a call from Jim. How is he? Uh, good spirits, HG. Very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, in lockdown, as you'd expect, mm-hmm. doing the right thing. Not being complacent. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, Jim uh, wanted to talk to me about what he's describing as a sports war cabinet. And uh, I, I said, uh, I'm very interested. Mm-hmm. He asked me if I had any thoughts. Well, the first, uh, first name that came to me that uh, would, we could conceivably use as a head, apart from Jim, of course, I thought of Peter Beattie. Peter Beattie, the... Peter. Queensland for, for, strong yep, person. The strong man, yeah. Yep. Who did the Commonwealth Games he such did. a great thing. He did. Got everybody he to did. turn up on the wrong day. He did. He start. took over rugby league for a turn in the right direction. Yes. Uh, terrific track record, great communicator. And I'm seeing he as possibly the head of this, what is being described by Jim Mullen as the sports war cabinet. Um, How many people would be on this? I don't know. I know you got to flesh it out. We'll flesh it out. I I said to Jim, look, could you speak to Gina Reinhart because I know she'd be interested. Because it's occurred to me, is part of the rebuild once we conclude, once our curve is perfect and flat, we can go back to being what we used to call normal, whatever that is, that uh, it might be an idea for the ARL and the NRL to give themselves to Gina Reinhardt for her to manage. Whoa, that's thinking out. I know, out the... I know, no, no. I'm thinking oh, outside the box. I thought you were going to go ahead in another oh, direction. I know, I know, I know. But this could be something the War Cabinet could look at, that Peter Beatty could look at, should he choose to say, put his hand up and say, yeah, I'll get involved. Anyway, we'll, we'll return to this later, HG. I just wanted yeah. to... Put the put the issues I've been discussing so far into the context a, a, a context of the prism through which Jim Mullen is looking at this. Now uh, Wimbledon is cancelled, and uh, we may not see Roger there again. No, this is very very sober and sad news, because Roger will be forty next year, and I just don't know if it's possible. Yeah. I mean, if anyone can, if anyone can, uh, you know, put one over Father Time. The sickle man, it would be Roger. What a beautiful yeah. way of putting it, yeah. Roy. I've ne- never heard it expressed the, like that. I'm thinking of Lords and that. Oh, yes. Old Father Time there, the weather Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah the weather vane, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the I sickle never, man. Yeah, never made that connection no. with all England. Now, uh, Matthew Lloyd calls for a merging of season 220 with season 221. 
what a great idea this is. Matthew Lord is obviously a thinking young man. Uh, it would mean uh, roughly 34 rounds of football before the finals. I think people would love that. I think people would be very patient. Certainly the players would love it. Play right through Christmas, right through, roll the way through. Don't worry about venues. Forget cricket. Let's see. Let's let's get these 34 <laughs> rounds happening. Now, Boyd Cordner got on the uh, bandwagon uh, that was established by Matthew Lloyd, and he's calling for a five or seven game state of origin series. To kick off. To kick off. Normally. Which is not part of the kickstart wildcard round. That's separate. But the Cordner position is that the kickstart wildcard round could be precursed by a seven state of origin series, which I think is, I would love to see that. Now, hang on. You get a break of three weeks between every game. Yes. Is he suggesting that this thing take 21 weeks? I don't know. We'd have to do... We'd get him on the blower. We'd get get him on the blower. Have a talk to him. Yes, this would all be part of the washout of the war cabinet. Now... Just before you go on, does the war cabinet get a seat at the other cabinet? You know, the other... I think the war cabinet supersedes supersedes all cabinets. Fair enough. Yeah, good. Uh, I mean, there's only one war cabinet. Yeah, no, that's right. You, can't you know, then yeah. there's a hell of a lot of daylight. Yeah, the Molan mob. And then you've then you've got the kickstart wildcard round. Okay. Now the Steve Smith captaincy ban is over. Now uh, Warney, that's Steve Warne, the tweaker. I think he might have been the cricketer of the century last century. Shane Warne. Yeah. Cricketer of the century. I think so. Wisdom's right. cricketer of the century. I think he was. Now, he oh, thinks Lord. that uh, Travis Head or Patrick Cummins uh, should uh, come after Tim Payne as captain. Interesting thoughts, aren't they? And it's really interesting to see the name Travis Head appear. You know, how long have we been doing this program? Mm-hmm. And I don't think tra- Travis Head has ever appeared on our radar. And yet twice in the last three weeks, the name Head, comma, Travis full stop has appeared. One in the context of the baggy green being given to him by yes, our... Yes, that was such a big day. The biggest day of his life. Yeah. <laughs> and now being named by Warney as a potential captain of Australia. It's a weird world. Now, speaking of weird, Daniel Ricciardo, our Formula One maestro, yeah. um, and Marcus Stoinis, a uh, very promising... Uh, cricketer. Mm-hmm. They're very good mates, HG, and they've had <laughs> – I love it when uh, sports people have fun. Uh, now, they've had a FaceTime marshmallow eating competition. Have they? <laughs> <laughs> what a great idea. <laughs> you know, super fit people with a lot of time on their hands and a phone. And a Skype. Yeah. yeah mm. You know. Anyway, the uh, people would be wondering who won. Well, Stoinis was able to fit 20 marshmallows into his mouth. At uh, at the one time, mm-hmm. Ricciardo only managed sixteen. Oh, what a <laughs> Any talk of a rematch? Yes. Uh, is there talk of a show in it? Yes. Now uh, HG uh, alluded to this uh, in his opening comments. Uh, Tanganula Holiday Resort on Morton Island. This is off the coast of uh, Brisbane. I want to say is suggesting housing all 16 NRL NRL teams and ferrying them to Brisbane or the Gold Coast for games. I think that's where it gets a little bit wobbly, that talking to HG earlier, we felt that if the island itself, if if a a purpose-built ground could be built on the island, that would be a much better, Mm. much better. I I don't think we can have them moving around, actually. I don't think we can. Not under these circumstances. It doesn't matter where the curb is. I mean, I'll speak to Jim Mullen, see if some sort of dispensation could be offered should the war cabinet sit. But no guarantees at this stage. 
I'd love to get some of our tradies, you know. Oh, with tradies? Tradies, Scotty Cam. Scott Cam, yes. Yeah, do a bit of reclamation work there. Well, Scott uh, Cam could build it in a week, <laughs> couldn't he? I think so. I think so. I think so. With a bit of stonework and a kanga hammer. And oh, a... and he knows gardening. Oh, he does Wasn't know gardening. Wasn't he on Burke's backyard? Isn't yeah, that where the, he started? He was the expert. He was the expert. Yeah. He knows. He knows rugby grass. league grounds. Yeah, he knows right. grass. Yeah. Of course. Cooch be nothing to him. Now, um, the Chinese telecommunication giant, Huawei. They're great people. Uh, they've stuck by the Raiders, HG. They're, they're, they're going to honour their sponsorship to the Raiders. This is wonderful news. It is wonderful news for Raiders fans. Mm-hmm. How uh, about the flights to Wuhan? Are they still they're direct? They're still, the, well, I'm not, I'm not sure, HG. You'd have to discuss that with uh, the Transport Minister and uh, Minister Hunt and Jim Old and the War Cabinet. Um, now, apparently, Sticky was very, very much behind the Huawei bid uh, to look after Australia's 5G network, you may recall. I that, didn't uh, know that. Yeah, he Sticky was, was right. He yeah. was the face of he Huawei. Was the, he was the, the face of Huawei. Now, because of that loyalty shown by Sticky, arguably the game's greatest thinker. Yeah, okay. This is Carlos Ricky Stewart. Stewart. This is Sticky Stewart. Ricky. Yeah. You know, him, Carlos Michon, that bloke. Yeah, that bloke. <laughs> because he supported Huawei's 5G bid, he's the only, only one who did, yeah. uh, they've uh, decided to support the Raiders by maintaining their sponsorship, which is a great, a good news story. And uh, as a final good news story, HG, for this week, the New South Wales tennis courts have reopened, but for singles only. Well, that's a common Would, sense it's result. It's a common sense result, isn't it? Did Molan have a chance? Yes, it's got Jim's dabs all, all over it. Hearts behind it. Make of that what you will. The most decent people on earth, Australians. The fittest people on earth, Australians. The fittest, most decent Australians, the AFL community. Celebrated each week here on The Bludge. Roy, obviously we live in strange times, but you know it shocked me when I saw an item in the paper that the SCG Trust urges members not not to walk away amid crisis. Now, this is a story writ large across every sporting organisation and I know you're the face of Watsford Oval, but they must be in trouble, Watsford Oval, at the moment. But well, the Oval's never looked better. We've had rain. Yeah. Uh, it, all it's missing is a few... Action. Yeah, a few players on I it. Know, but but I, I've never been prouder of the way it looks. And I know we'll get to this later on, but how's that grant money you got from Shotgun McKenzie going... Yeah, uh, good. Well, we've yeah. put in the lift as, as required. The lift goes nowhere, but that doesn't matter. It's a bit of a talking point. Um, in the town. Yeah, it is a big talking point in the mm-hmm. town because uh, in the days when you could drive around and go for a spin, you'd ob- often get a caravan of cars just going past and having a look at the lift going nowhere. So it, it, if anything, it, look, it's a sculpture. Yes. Yeah, it's a talking point. It's a talking point, yes. an accidental sculpture. Now, yeah. <clears throat> look, we'll unpack the Watsford Oval problems during the show, but can I point out the Sydney Cricket Ground has a 13-year waiting list. Good. So it's not as though they don't have people offering throw, to throw money at. 13-year yes. waiting list. Yep. Now, then we get uh, – it's obviously got a terrific board of trustees, including the Parrot, Harvey, Norman, or, you know uh, – Oh, uh, Jerry Harvey. Jerry Harvey. Is Jerry on it? it? Yeah, he's the, the – Is Harry tri- Triggerboff on it, H.G.? I, I don't know, There think was talk so. of Harry being, uh, being uh, uh, put into the war cabinet. Oh, well, he's he, an excellent person in the war cabinet. Yes. Now, uh, obviously, I meant to say Harvey Norman Chief Executive Katie Page. Oh, right. Former News Corp Chairman Johnny Hardigan and uh, Corporate Heavyweight Tony uh, Shepherd as Chairman. Right. Now, what's happening here is that 
obviously a thing like the SCG gets money from people paying memberships. Yes. Now, they're fairly hefty memberships, yep. but they get to sit in the long room if they want to. They get free tickets for the test and all that sort of stuff. Yes. Access to, obviously, games that go on there. But the trouble is there's no games going on. No. So the spin-offs in membership look like you're tipping money into a, well, a hole, really, yeah. and flushing it. Yes. Uh, because you're not getting But it's maintaining it. your membership, isn't it? It's maintaining your membership. Yeah, so, 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 right. Which puts you in front of the 13-year wait. Yes. To get on. Yeah. Now, I'm just wondering if this, putting those problems to one side, yes. we come to then the Collingwood Football Club who's yeah. got the same problem with membership. Yeah. People saying, well, there's no matches. Give us, your mo- give us our money back, you bludgers. Oh, is that what they're saying? I think that seemed to be the uh, ah. stink between uh, Eddie Maguire, yeah. who could go on the war cabinet, yeah. I think, yeah. and Tony Jones midweek, was that the – Eddie seemed to be pleading with the Collingwood faithful yeah. uh, to, you know, say, hang in there, yeah. something might happen, don't ask for the money back, even though obviously fair trade would suggest we should pay it all back. Sure. They'd lose a line, you know, a line of income. Yeah. Now, two yeah. things, yeah. two things we have to think. Is it time to suggest diversification? Mm. We can't put on uh, events like Michael Bublé or we can't put on, you know, the reformed, I don't know, Jet or well, whatever. We can't put on cricket or football. I know he can't. That yeah. was the other thing. So I was teasing out another strand of income yeah. was flogging off the uh, rental or earning money from rental for events. Mm. I think what we've got to go to is really lateral thinking and start growing things on these venues. Mm. Uh, so much so that you diversify completely your income streams, your income sources. Mm. So let's start with the – and for, let's not forget that the ground staff are the best in the world at yes. these places. I don't know what your ground staff like at – Lots of it oval. Very good. But, but I know that, for instance, uh, you know, at uh, Victoria Park, yes. at, uh, you know, obviously the SCG, the ground staff are superb, yes. magnificent. And if we could get, somehow tease out some of those hydroponic skills that mm. Australians are known for around the world, we could get crops growing there at a great rate, yes. at a great rate. So instead of coming up to well, the – they're very – generally speaking, they're, they're very fertile – Fertile. – areas, aren't they? And they have terrific uh, irrigation infrastructure. Thanks very much. So you can monitor your soil, your moisture levels in your soil very, very carefully, now, yes. can I also suggest that uh, with a bit of luck, we could plant out the stands as well – in oh, with, with pots. Pots, exactly right, yeah. yes. Yeah. So what would happen would be you would might... Would you get Scott Cam involved in the building of these of these pots? Would they be timber pots, HG, lined in some way with a... Like planter boxes. Yes, planter boxes. Now, you know, there were, I hadn't thought of Scott Cam at all, but no. that's a brilliant idea, Roy. That's Good. a brilliant... I don't know why he escaped me. He's no. probably got his hands full. Well, he has if he's going to build this, uh, this rugby league ground uh, up at, at uh, that Morton Island. <laughs> Now, look, I, but he will have time eventually because that won't take him too long, as no, you said, about a week. No, he could do it in a day. Oh, yeah, a, week. a week. Okay. Now, Good. imagine Scott Cam advising mm. the ground staff, should they need any advice about this, they don't have to all put their head up at once and say, oh, yeah, come on down to the SCG, Scotty, and give us a hand with the planter boxes. Sure. You know, there's plenty of space in areas which haven't been, which have been largely used as thoroughfares for your planter Well, exactly, boxes. yes. And then your pop plants. You mean the vomitorium areas. The vo- vomitorium areas, <laughs> yes, that's right. Yes. So you've got plenty of opportunities to tease out this. Then sure. what are we going to grow? I bet you that in Marvel Stadium you could grow mangoes all year round because yes. it's this contained environment. It's a biosphere. Biosphere. Right? Yes, exactly the word controlled I'm biosphere. biosphere. Yeah, good. And just go up to Port Augusta and have a look at what they've done with an old clapped-out power station up there and their hydroponic tomatoes. Yes. Now, don't tell me that Australians couldn't get the majority of their green needs by backing the ute up to the, say, area where you bought the tickets in the old 
days yes. and said, give us a box of your specials. Sure. Then, can I go asparagus further? Asparagus. Asparagus, yes, yeah. exactly. Your yep. spinach. Spinach. Oh, your spinach. salad mix, your whatever, well, carrots. All manner of lettuce, yes. Oh, all I'm, manner of lettuce, yeah. that's right. right. And how about a nice case of gross lissies to go with that? Yes, sir? tomatoes, yeah. yes. Or, you know, 20 gross lissies or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now. Yeah. Well, you could do companion planting, couldn't you? You'd have a row of tomatoes and a row of basil. I tell you what goes well with tomatoes is marijuana. Does it really? It I goes, didn't know it that. It goes incredibly well. I didn't now, know that. Now, can I just say, mm. we've got to think outside the square now and think, well, income, income. Yes. Where's the income going to come from? To, you know, the wild card round's great, yeah. but how are we going to get money to actually seed it, to make it start? It mm. won't sell itself. Right. So my suggestion is we change the laws yes. and allow cricket grounds to diversify yes. into the marijuana business. Wow. I mean, it's, you've got to have that out there thinking to be able to solve this problem. Mm. We're not going to be able to do it by, you know, Always looking at where well, the curve is look, flattened. You've got to bring always with these ideas, H. You've got to bring the public along. With no, you. I know, I, I know. I'm you're, way you're, ahead of you're where way the public ahead. Is. Yeah, you are. Yeah, no, you are. Yeah, I know. You are. But uh, and and I know. You, you know, every now and again, we we, we need radicals in, in our community. We do. We need visionaries. But it's pointless having a visionary if the people won't follow. Could I suggest a halfway house here? I'd love to hear a halfway if, house. If the MCG area, Watsford Oval, um, Windy Hill. Windy um, Hill. Uh, Victoria uh, Park. Victoria Icon Park. Park, yes. Or, you or know, in Brisbane. The, the, the Lotto Land. Lang Park, all of that. Lotto Land, all of them. If we grew tobacco. Now, the Indians are smoking more than ever at the moment. Now, the subcontinent. The subcontinent, in, indeed. Yeah. Yes. Love their cigarettes. Oh. Hey. Now, MCG Green. Thank you. Thank you. Isn't that amazing? Wow, yes. I didn't know that. And, that, for that. The, and for the Indians in particular, she to imagine they could smoke something that's come out of the soil I know. where I know. Sachin Tendulkar has scored a century and where Don Bradman has scored a century, they would be smoking the memories of the greats. <laughs> The 2020 Olympic Games are now the 2021 agenda. This change of date is the greatest Olympic challenge ever. If anyone can pull it off, it'll be the awesome foursome of John Coates, Lord Gosper, Bruce McAvaney and Dick Pound. The Olympics could not be in safer hands than these four bludgers on the blind side. Shocking news. I mean, it's all shocking news. I know that, but there is some there is some nuggets in there. Is there anything on the jungle drums that has come in that uh, caught your attention? Oh yes, Dave of Curl Curl is suggesting medicinal marijuana might be a oh, way of taking the public halfway. Yes, so that you don't just get your yeah. you know. No, well, look, I I do I did because you thought... don't want unsavoury types loitering around our great. Sporting institutions, do you? No, with Campbell World Carrots. Well, well that's sort of, well, that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Now, can I? Can you I know, just share that? Gives some Durban poison. Yeah. And that sort that's of stuff. Right, yeah. I mean, it's just not a good it, look. No. And shows, and fair enough, shows like you know a current affair and oh, you know, know, these they'd sorts lurk, of shows. They would look. They'd set yeah. people up. Yeah. And they'd make people at the SCG, the staff, they they'd make them feel ashamed, embarrassed, and embarrassed. Yeah. No, they'd we embarrass can't their that. families. Hmm. All of that. Their code. There'd be a probrium, you know, questions Look, asked, the I, sports minister and the health minister of New South Wales and Victoria and Queensland, well, c- they would be all under the pump. They'd be 
And what would just, we'd have to involve Mr. Hart again, yes. you know, whether it was the right thing to do yes. with cannabis oil and all that stuff. Look, yep. can I just say I put it out there? Yes. Because I know what it's like in, in lockdown. Yeah. People are just sitting there. I don't mean to be unkind. Yes. Saturday morning, what do you do? Saturday mm. afternoon, all of a sudden, should we listen to bludging on the blind side? Yes. Oh, yeah, let's give that a go. Yes. Uh, we could maybe play Red, Dem- Red uh, Dead Redemption 2, but we'll, sure. we won't do that. We'll listen to the radio, yes. et cetera. So yeah. nothing much going on. I'm not knocking that. No. That's fact. Mm. I speak on behalf of the people of Australia and thank them for it. Yeah. Just bludging along yeah. in lockdown. Yeah. So I had to think in my own mind, how do I reach in and yeah. grasp them yeah. and pull them into the reality of the problems of the SCG, yes. yeah, as you say, Watsford Oval and so on has. Mm. So I went big mm. on the marijuana. Yeah. I love the idea about the halfway house and tobacco. Yes. I think that's yes. a fantastic yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Look, look, HG, your motivations were pure. Thanks. That's right. That's right. They are, and I know that because I've known you a hell of a long time. Your motivations were pure. You're looking to maximise the amount of income that and return that can come. Could I suggest as well uh, growing poppies for uh, heroin? (laughs) Because, I mean, if you're going to maximise. Yes. Now, that would take. I know a difficult sell. Yeah. A difficult sell. But could I suggest we, we get. Uh, say your people on the right wing are going to obviously be the first to voice dissent here. Mm. If we could say involve the board of the SCG, Allen and Co, in uh, into in on the ground planning of this, and say, look, the returns we're going to get yeah, here on this are yeah. astronomical, yeah. Yeah. astronomical. Mm. Yeah, just see. imagine what you just do imagine with what money. you could do with that money. money. Yeah, you know when when the rebuild when the you know when the bridge is being. When, when we can cross it. Yeah, to the other there's side. There's going to be this gold mine, Yeah, Alan. gold mine. Yeah, that's right. Gold mine. Yeah. Swing a pig. Gold to roll it, Alan. Yes. yes. If we go with this plan. Now, it may not work, uh, but yeah. it might. I know. In which case, everyone else who'd come on board, you know, your, uh, your, um, uh, your, your, your Channel 9s, your, your Channel 7s, oh, they right. would all come on board and support it, say, you know, sure, it's controversial, but look at the money that Australia's going to get out of this. That's the way – that's, they're, they're, that's, that's, the, that's the, the purity of your motivation. Yes, thanks very much. That's exactly right. I'm thinking of, you know, PPE in yes. the future. I'm thinking of masks. Of course. I'm thinking of ventilators. How many masks could be bought for two acres of pure heroin? <laughs> that's, that's what you've got to weigh up. <laughs> Isn't it? It is. Or am I mad? No. (laughs) The greyhound industry questions the French submarine deal, the issue of fracking and the financial health of our universities. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. You see, Roy, when we come to State of Origin, and I know you've made some... Again, provocative suggestions about a series of five to seven matches. Well, Boyd Cordner did, in all fairness. I was just quoting Boyd. He's the the visionary here. So, State of Origin will suffer a $5 million blow with the event's historic debut at Adelaide Oval. What a great venue that is, too. Well, what could you grow there? Well, you could grow anything. Anything. (laughs) That's right. And they're ground stuff. They know how to to pull a weed out of a a, bit of dirt. I don't know much about the soil there. Is it a red churnism, HG? I, I can't say? help you. There are toilets years since I yes. had a look at it closely. Yeah. But when I look at it, it looks to me as though some science has gone into it. Oh, it would have done. Yeah. Anyway, they're going to lose the uh, the event at Adelaide Oval. has been scrapped. 
The NRL Innovation Committee, your mate Wayne Pearce, says rugby league's inaugural origin incursion in South Australia will almost certainly become a casualty of the pandemic. Yep. Uh, This columnist says that has rocked the world of sport. Yes. Now, despite uh, Adelaide looking set to lose the 2020 series, it was going to be the opener on June the 3rd. Pearce is adamant origin will be played this season. That's a big call from Junior. Mm. Remember how certain uh, Bruce McAvaney was the Olympics were going to go ahead? He was, wasn't he? Fell at the first clip. He was. The South Australian government paid between $5 million and $8 million to snare Origin 1, but a crowd lockout at the Adelaide Oval to combat uh, COVID-19 would rob the city of an estimated $15 million in tourism. They're big oh, numbers, aren't they? Big numbers, massive numbers. numbers. The Adelaide game was heavily dependent on the South Australian government attracting tourist dollars for their economy, Pierce yeah. said, Junior. But without the crowd, I imagine it's not appealing. Oh, well, it goes, drifts away it a little does. bit there after yeah. the bleeding obvious. Sure. Well, what can be done? What can be done? What I can mean, be done? Well, at the moment, nothing, nothing can, no, be, I know, nothing I can be done. Look, if I assume with the board, the cordon of vision of five to seven state of origin games, they'd all be played at the one venue because you'd have to lock it down. Two things here, HG. Uh, Dave of Curl Curl is suggesting if we're going poppies, why not mushrooms as well? Oh, mushrooms would be great. Does he mean those magic mushrooms that were uh, all the, the talk? psilocybin mushrooms? Yes, that's the right one. The, yes, okay. Uh, and uh, someone called Fulco is suggesting that uh, Driver Avenue be renamed the Fertile Crescent. (laughs) This is the Church of Football Redemption, bludging on the blind side. With the collection tray and a slab of fruit and nut, it's those lively lags and the double XL shorts, Roy Slaven and HG Nelson. I mean, a year off for an oval would be a... Dream for the it would, wouldn't stuff. it? Yeah, You'd really get it into the pink, yeah, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Great opportunity too to really revive the soil, HG. These ideas of yours. If you put legumes in, ah, top work, top work. Know? Yes, that's right, that's right. And in fact, the companion planting is a brilliant idea as oh, well. Oh, it works. You know, yeah. And and imagine how it had come back. I mean, you know, last year we. Uh, were very complimentary of the hogs for the homeless. Yes, who went out and uh, turfed to Wellington Oval, but they probably did too quick a job. Yeah, they weren't there long enough to really savour and get to know the soil. That's what you got to do. You got to do. Yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. grand stuff are you know hard to move on. Yeah. Now yeah. the yeah. carrier pigeon. Uh, oh well, it's, it's, how are we going? it's a changing landscape. Yes, uh, no, sure. HG, um, uh, a lot of suggestions for the war cabinet. Uh, this is Jim Mullins' war cabinet, and someone was suggesting that uh, maybe Alan could be asked to join the war cabinet. So Alan, Jim, yes, Harry Triggerboff, Harry Triggerboff. We, remember, we've got Peter Beatty. Oh, Peter Beatty's the sort of. Boss I, of I assume he's the sort of chair. Yeah, the chair, the, the ideas person. We've got Gina Reinhardt, yeah. um, Harry Triggerboff, perhaps Alan. Uh, could I suggest HG? A, a couple of footballers mightn't be a bad idea, and you know, people might have some ideas amongst themselves. But I'd suggest two names: Harry Madden. Harry Madden, Justin Madden. Former sports minister for the Victorian government. Yes, he knows recall. his way he knows around his the way halls of power. He does. Justin Madden would be excellent. And I was only watching a, a match, I think, of his. It might have been 1999 last night. Really? Yes, he was in the ruck for cup. Okay. And uh, maybe Peter Tunks. Peter Tunks? I haven't thought about Tunks in years. Well, there you are. Now, tremendous experience at all levels of rugby league. Um, so, so the war cabinet is starting to get so, a bit of a, a look shape. about it. Someone <laughs> suggesting perhaps uh, Andrew Forrest, Twiggy. 
could get yeah, involved. Look, I don't want to get it too lopsided with with West business. Australian magnets. Thanks for yeah, I couldn't have put I, it better I, myself. I, I see what you I, mean. I, I do think that but, it has but we need that sort of can do, can do, yes, cost cutting, get out of our way, yes, yeah, rules, cut, yeah. forget it. Yeah, that's right. Who cares? Yes. Yeah. Harness racing is committed to zero emissions by 2050. No other sport has made such a commitment. This is Bludgeon on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. Now, can I just point out that uh, uh, diversification of football clubs, because for too long they've relied on football as their main source of income, mm. television rights, et cetera, you know, sort of merchandise. Yeah. And I was taken with the idea that the Collingwood Football Club, you can get a nice jigsaw puzzle oh. from the Collingwood Football Club. Can you really? Yeah, so that's, Has that always been the case or is that just new? I think that's relatively new. I, w- I did – come across the idea that the Collingwood Football Club had put out its own monopoly board. Now, I thought that was an inspired suggestion. I may be wrong about that. The AFL has its own monopoly, but we need to get more specific with clubs. Now, if you were a member, and for God's sake, if you're a Collingwood member and doing it tough, ring up the club and say, I'm doing it tough, can you help me? And they might be able to send out a a monopoly board, you know, an AFL-approved product. Uh, the AFL game of uh, Monopoly, yeah. and you'd be able to while away a few hours with that. So this the is... AFL obviously pay the original inventors of Monopoly yes. some sort of they, – they'd have their finger on the tilt. Yes, yeah. they would. Now, the one thing I thought was that the okay. AFL Monopoly yeah. should be then broken down into Collingwood Club Monopoly so oh, they yeah. can have Smith Street as a street and oh. Gertrude Street and, you know, their, their – Oh, uh, I didn't realise the AFL Monopoly, station. well, it has yeah. its own dedicated – Yeah, uh, that's what I mean. It's, it's AFL-inspired oh. Monopoly. Right. So, so the MCG is – Well, it'd have to be a, one of those things like uh, Fen, is it Fenchurch Station yes. or whatever it is. Yes. You know, it's one of those assets that they own. So what's assets. Park Drive? Yeah, Park Drive. Or Park was, Lane, I think Park it was. Lane, yeah, the best Park street. Park Lane would be the MCG, wouldn't it? Well, I was just thinking more like a street, yeah. uh, a valuable street. Oh, okay. Uh, in Melbourne. Yep. Uh, yep. I, I don't somewhere know. in Turak. Yeah, that's right, somewhere yeah. in Turak. That's okay. right, that's right, okay. that's right. Or out in Kew somewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So it's, it's built up that way. Well, and that's a terrific – I had no idea. That's a, a brilliant idea. Now, there's Jigsaw Puzzle HG. Can you get jigsaws of what, your favourite characters uh, – some of the players, past players? Well, I, that's where I'm thinking of going with this. Is is it possible to online yeah. get your jigsaw puzzle up, which you download and cut yourself or make yourself? Uh, a lot of or, work in a jigsaw puzzle. Yeah, I know. Industry. I know. But it could come stamped out for You'd you. You'd need a coping saw, I think. You would. Yeah. You yeah, would. It's tricky. Um, because you want it to fit exactly. You, you don't I know. Want you just don't want to yeah. blur. But to, it'd be to great. To be able to bludgeon pieces into fit, you know what I mean? You don't <laughs> No, no. Well, I understand that. And yes. Now, what, I was just wondering if if you might be able to get a great scene, mm. a Collingwood moment oh. as the jigsaw. Yeah, you know, right. obviously Carlton would have Carlton moments. From a grand final. Grand like, final. Like a big Essendon. grab or yeah, something or, like yeah, that. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, when yeah, they yeah. when they, a big grab or when they all sit up on the dais at the end there oh, yes. and hold up the thing and then start running around. Yes. All that sort of stuff. Yep. I mean, that would be great. Now, other clubs would have that. Mm. Even if they hadn't won premierships like the Suns, they would have moments which mattered to Suns people. Sure. And of course, the great thing about this is, is that. But you, 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 you real uh, jigsaw puzzle freaks. I'm just they, using this example. They like something like, you know, just just a blue sky. I know. Well, that's what I'm thinking. You of that. know, with maybe an. How about one bird? Your favourite number. 
Oh. So you'd have the five. Yeah. And you'd have obviously black and white. No sure. <laughs> sure. You'd obviously have to do the outlines fairly quickly. Very easy. But you see, what I want to get to, Roy, yeah, yeah, what yeah. I want to get to is diversification. Diversification. Yeah. We can't. That's an income stream, isn't income it? Income stream. Okay. We can no longer rely on football no. okay. or concerts or, yep. you know. We so just the par- Parramatta Eels chocolates, for example. Oh, now you're talking. Is that what you're getting at? Yes, that's what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Parramatta Eels chocolates, mm-hmm. in the old days, can you remember when they put out the Peter Sterling port? Yes. Now, that's a, yes. a line that no longer exists. You know, community sensibilities change. Yeah. But can I come back to the idea that yeah. farmers today yep. would look at you askance if you proposed a business model mm. that had just basically one stream of income, mm. television oh. rights. Yeah. They would just be gobsmacked. You'd be, you'd be laughed out of the boardroom. Laughed out of the boardroom because mm. farmers today know that drought can come, so they need a drought-proof crop sure. here. Sometimes it rains, yeah. so they have to have drought. Sometimes that paddock's yeah. not any good. This paddock. We have to get that sort of mentality, the mentality of, you know, dare I say it, the National Party involved in football. Well, exactly right, AC. Who's on the war cabinet from the National Party? Well, uh, well, well no one at this stage. But could I suggest these are the sorts of issues that uh, Jim Molan and the sports war cabinet will be absolutely examining. To begin with, they will nationalise the National Rugby League and the uh, AFL. The AFL. That, now, take it as read. That is what's going to happen. Then administrators will be appointed. Let's say it is Gina Reinhart that takes over. She's going to have a root and branch examination, cost-cutting, all the administrative staff gone. They'd be shown the door within moments and she would then, in concert with a department that Jim probably would run, say the Department of Sport or the Department of Rugby League and AFL, for mm. want of a better term. And would they get a minister in cabinet? They would have a minister in cabinet. Now, like you're thinking now, go right to the top. Yes. And I tell you who'd be great at that would be Alan. Really? Has mm. he said he will? Well, I'm pretty sure if he was asked. If he, he was would. asked by Jim. Yeah, yeah, Jim. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good, good. Well, I'll, I'll mention that to Jim should he phone again this week. What makes Australia great? Rugby league and bludging on the blind side. HG. You know, we're talking about diversification streams of income and stuff like that for footy clubs and how ovals are going to make ends meet and that tragedy that we talked about beforehand about the Sydney cricket ground being a busted ass operation and it has to think about shutting up shop and being bulldozed and sold off for real estate, which is its obviously future. Yeah. Um, it's a, it, it, there is another upside to this. That, that's the devastation. But it's allowing footballers to reflect on careers. Mm. I saw a terrific interview with uh, Anthony Kudafidis the other day on uh, whatever television channel I was watching. Anthony he was talking Kudafidis, about... Yeah. Uh, terrific Carlton player. Great Carlton player. He was talking about 1990... Was he talking to Basil Zemplis? He, no, he no, seems he to wasn't. be able to bring the best out, doesn't he? No, well, Basil's a lost figure in the current football landscape. Right. He must be working hard in WA. Yeah. But uh, what I was going to say was Kuda was talking about the... Uh, the great match where uh, it was the preliminary final in 1999 where they knocked off Essendon by a point. Oh, yeah. And it brought back many, many memories for many, many happy yeah. Carlton supporters, not so much the Essendon people. Right. Did but, you feel you got to know him, HG, in a way that you can never get to know a swimmer? Oh, all footballers are like that. And what yeah. an excellent segue to this yeah. topic. Mm-hmm. Now, one of football's most bizarre incidents in recent memories has been explained. Geelong defender Harry Taylor and former Adelaide forward Josh Jenkins found themselves embroiled in what's called nowadays Hamgate. Hamgate. After their clash in round 18 in 2017. So this is a few years back. Jenkins, ironically, now Taylor's teammate at Geelong, Mm. 
had been bedridden with food poisoning in the lead up to the now infamous clash. He's attributed some ham that he'd eaten at a funeral to the upset stomach. Yep. After Jenkins, after Jenkins Crows defeated the Cats and went to shake hands with his opponent, Harry Taylor, ever the wag, produced a small amount of ham from his sock, mm-hmm. allegedly there for the whole game, and placed it in Jenkins' palm as they shook hands. That's funny. That's uh, very funny, isn't it? it incredibly funny. And mm. what's lovely, it's a bit of by-play between yeah. just two footy players. Yeah. Imagine if you could tease out those stories mm. from every player who's ever played mm. because they'd all have they'd them. They'd all have them, yes. Now, Jenkins yeah. felt sick and was baffled by the mood mm. uh, but hadn't the uh, chance to set the record straight uh, with Taylor who was um, not at close with him at the time until he moved to Geelong over the off-season. Yeah. Now, speaking to AFL Media, that's where this story comes from, Jenkins and Taylor each gave their version of events on the bizarre Friday night at Adelaide Oval. Right. Now, Jenkins, I had food poisoning during the week. I went to a buffet for a quick feed. I won't name the restaurant out of respect. You get a a free feed in return, but obviously uh, I thought it was the ham, the leg ham that caused it. So Mm. Harry obviously thought, I'll give him some. This is Jenkins thinking of Harry. (laughs) Harry thought, I'll give him some. (laughs) I was sitting in the, uh, well, it's a meeting room essentially before the game and there's all our food there out there. You can have whatever you want for Mm. lunch or dinner. I said to Paddy, that's Paddy Dangerfield, of course, Mm. what about, if I tool a bit of ham from the carvery and put it in my sock. Yeah. Now, tool a bit of ham. Tool a bit, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah. whoa, <laughs> this is going loose. Yeah, it and is. And I don't know that I could continue. But no. anyway, put it in it's his sock. It's not a blue story. No, it? that's, no. Right. that's no. right. Now, obviously, he's just gone, this will be funny or this will whatever. Mm. Harry. And then I saw Josh after. Uh, I give it, uh, give it to him a bit and just said, you know, how are you feeling? A bit of a joke, a bit of a gag. We lost the game, unfortunately. This is Harry Taylor from the Cats. I played okay. Josh played pretty well. I just shook his hand after with a ham in my hand and said, all the best going forward. <laughs> when I retrieved my arm, this is Josh now, when I retrieved my arm uh, and hand, mm. there was ham in it. Yep. That's about as much as I can offer. Now, Harry said, I'm sure he took it in the right way. I'm not sure he knew exactly where I was coming from and that's where things got a bit blurred and the media grabbed onto it and I thought it was bigger than maybe what it was. Well, how much bigger can you make it? It was. Uh, it took a little bit for me, you know, to talk to him about it because I wasn't exactly sure where he sat. Yeah. We spent a car ride to one of our alternate training facilities together and I just made sure we were both on the same page. He, we had a laugh. He had a laugh. He had, I had a, laugh. a laugh, yeah. So it was taken in the right way. Mm. That's the important thing, Josh says, it? it wasn't in depth. It was just a little, hope you didn't take offence to it. This yeah, is the car yeah, jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was it. And I didn't. I thought it was strange, but I didn't take offence. Mm. Harry said it would have been about five grams of ham. Right. Pretty accurate amount. Yeah, five grams five of grams. ham. That, that's the amount he tooled. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I wonder if that could be a useful measure if some of the clubs decide mm. growing dope was a good way of Oh, Alternative yeah. income stream. Sure. How much do you want? Oh, I'll have a slice of ham. Yeah, I'll have a ham. I'll yeah. Have, yeah. Or a Harry Taylor. Or a tool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was just a very small amount. Oh, just just, I don't know, 85 grams of ham? 85 grams? Or you walk in and That's say. That's more than a tool. <laughs> I'll have a Jenkins. <laughs> It's a hell of a story, isn't it? It's and a great story. So and so many stories. footballers have stories like exactly. that, actually. So Almost many footballers. All footballers. They're great stories. Great, great <laughs> stories. It reminds me of. Uh, Gee, you know, I remember Stomp years ago. Stomp a stain? Stomp a stain. Stomp, Stomp was crook. I know he was yeah. crook. He said 
He he he'd eaten a, a a knob of Devon that was off. Yeah, you can easily do that. Yeah, he loved his Devon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stomp did. Um, I don't know if Devon's called Devon in Victoria. It might be called something else. Wait, I know in South Australia, Fritz. Fritz, Fritz, Fritz it's yeah, called Fritz that's in South to do Australia. With the nomenclature Act of 1939. 19, 1939 or 1930. 30, yes, the 30, German nomenclature yeah. Act. Yes, had to change things. They changed it German. to Empire, HG, from Empire. Fritz. Yeah, yes. but I think it's Fritz again now, and I think it might be called. It's a processed meat. Is it called Belgium in Victoria? Well, it could easily be, although that could be something else, yeah. a bigger. I always connect, uh, say. Well, uh, Devon is quite a thick. Yeah. A big Maybe knob of Devon. 10, 15 centimetres across. Oh, easily in yeah. diameter. Yes, easily, easily. Whereas Fritz, I connect to be about four or five. Oh, okay. Anyway, Stomp had had a fair bit. And, but the Devon. Yeah. And he was sick he, as a he dog. Was sick as a dog. Yeah, he couldn't play. Uh, well, he did play. Mm hmm. And after the game, a bloke called uh, Andrews, I think his name was, played for the, uh, I want to say, Orange Sims. Yeah, Sims. Came up and presented Stomp with a bit of Devon that he'd had in his underpants during the game, right? Now, Stomp said, oh, because <laughs> Andrews said, you know, yeah, Stomp, get this in here. <laughs> Something like that. And uh, Stomp said, oh, thanks, Andrews, and ate it. Yes. In front of him, then yes. got Andrews down and vomited on his face. Funniest thing I've ever seen. You're camped on the blind side. The tent flaps are flapping, and you need a big stink from Roy and HG. Now, this is interesting. Uh, the This has got to do with the AFL mm. and uh, problems of uh, having money, income, when you don't have a competition. Oh, yes. Um, now, the Hawthorne president, Jeff Kennett, says the AFL clubs are prepared to accept an unprecedented level of AFL in- intervention in their books as part of the league's bailout to package uh, bailout package to ensure the 18 clubs survive. Now, this comes to your point. Mm. There's a lot of, you know, hard-to-explain costs in these organisations, mm. so much so that it is hard to imagine <laughs> that the already the rugby league today has spent, what, 250000 Yeah. Already today. Because we just passed the middle of the middle day. Middle of the day, yeah. Yep. It's astonishing, isn't it? No, I mean, I would love to see whether – I'm not suggesting anyone's doing no, anything no, no, I'm not or illegal or anything. It just would seem a little administrative top-heavy. It does. Now – Doesn't hurt. The league – this is the AFL made clear to clubs on Thursday – the league would have unprecedented control over the finances as it doles out the money from its $600 million line of credit. Only the league's power clubs such as Richmond, Collingwood, Hawthorne and the West Coast have enough, ca- enough cash reserves to survive without a season, survive a season without footy. Mm. This is Johnny Ralph suggesting this. Yes. And now the league said that last night it was taking all steps necessary to put uh, in place measures to recoup the flow of hundreds of millions of dollars out of the industry. Mm. But while some clubs are unhappy with the conditions, Kennett said the league's heavy-handed approach was necessary. If this thing goes on for too long, no club will survive. If you lend money, the lender is always going to put their very strict guidelines around these those that borrow, mm. and that is what's going to happen. Yes. We're going to be very transparent now. Good. Good. Because yeah. at this stage, only four clubs can survive without a bailout, it would seem. This is AFL clubs. You've got your West Coast Eagles, your yeah. Magpies, yeah. your Tigers and your Hawks. Correct. Apart from that... Everybody goes to the wall. Everyone goes to the wall. Now, can I ask? And I'm sure it's the same with the rugby league. Yeah, and clubs that rely on poker machines are going to struggle. Now, can I ask? Are you seeing a 
a lot of people yes. being made unemployed yes. in the upper <clears throat> levels of club management. Yes. Say from director of football above or below. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. there seems to be a lot of top-heavy enthusiasts. Yes. I tell you what, a lot of trainers are going to go, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of uh, assistant coaches PE specialists. are going to go. <clears throat> Tackling ex- the, wrestling coaches. Yeah, they're gone. Boot, they're gone. Uh, goal kickers. Goal kicking specialists, coaches, they're yeah. gone. They're gone. And mm. will it get back to a similar thing to say, you, you, I mean, you always – Legendary coach was Grassy Granell. Yes. A one-person operation. One-person operation. That's it. There was no one else. Yeah. You no got one else. The, you got You knew the fixtures. You yes. knew that you had to turn up at Watsford Oval at, say, 11 o'clock. Yeah. Well, um, he used to make it clear. Boys, <clears throat> we as Shamrocks, we carry our own dead. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the game, you take your, your gear home and you washed it yourself. Yes. Then you brought it back next week. There's and no, he jumper it. There's, there's, there's no, no jumper look, look, washer. No jumper washer. If you wanted to have an orange at halftime, you brought one along. Yeah, I know. But I'm no not, one was going to be there for you. I'm not against volunteers getting involved with clubs. Gives people something to do on the weekend yes. if they need that. Yes. They can be jumper washers. I'm not against that. But yes. getting $100,000 an hour to do it is gone. That's gone. That's gone. Yes. I don't mind people cutting up oranges themselves or providing water themselves or, in fact, running the boundary line. I've done it myself. Yes. I've jumped the fence and I've just sat there and when somebody looked a bit peaky, I ran out with a bottle of water. Good Great man. fun. Good man. But it's, but I didn't put my hand out at the end of the game and say, $2,000, thanks. No. See, this is where the largest, no. everybody's on the gravy train. We've got to scale it all back. Yes. Do you reckon yes. we could go back to having AFL teams with one person? As, at the, as an amateur code. An amateur Should code. We, I mean, I don't know what Jim's going to say, Jim Moulton. No, I, mean, I don't know if this is going to preempt. be the recommendation. I don't want to put words in his mouth. Yeah, I no, won't. I, I won't. <laughs> but he may well say, you know, the time has come and he might instruct, you know, who are we saying is, is, is the, Peter Beattie? Is the, yeah, Peter Beattie's the Peter, boss. the right instructions are these. That rugby league, AFL, all sports in Australia henceforth will be amateur again. Well, it's a great idea. It's a great idea. Now, can I go even further than that? At yes. the moment, we've got the same person largely running racing yes. in one state and the rugby league. Yes. One person. Yes. One person. Yes. Well, it should be a minister, shouldn't it? Well, and then we go up. Could somebody, you know, say run cricket? Yes. And say Australian swimming. The same person. All of a sudden, we got rid of people on the gravy train. Are you suggesting Peter Vlanders could take over all four? Well, in the end, I suspect he will. Mm. He will. God almighty. Then when you come He becomes the most powerful person in the country. Well, I'm not sure that he's not already. Really? You know, oh. you know, are we going to put up the murderer, Gillam McLaughlin, as somebody who would take Well, on... what becomes of the murderer in this new world, in this new landscape? Well, he drives the bus. Yes. We won't forget him. We won't throw him Only under Only if he'll do it for nothing. The AFLW supports the Bathurst bid to become the motor racing capital of the Southern Hemisphere. This is Bludgeon on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. This disturbs me, this story, and I know we've had a very controversial show already today. Mm. Am I right in thinking there's two schools of thought in rugby league at the moment? One that says you can start the competition up and one that says you can't? Yes. Now... Uh, the NRL bid to restart the premiership has escalated with an infectious diseases expert to be consulted to provide further advice after short-term prediction of its pandemic expert did not come to fruition. 
So you get the idea here. The pandemic expert made a suggestion that this will happen. It didn't happen. So now the rugby league... Is turning to another specialist. Yeah, are firing that person, throwing them under a bus, and then going to another uh, commentator or another expert. Well, no one at Rugby League Central will admit this is... uh, The nine newspapers got this. will admit it publicly, privately. There are some who believe the game pulled the pin prematurely on March the 23rd. I'm not sure about that, but anyway, be that as may. And that if if it held on for another week or sought additional advice, it could have implemented strict isolation and testing measures around its teams that would have allowed the game to continue behind closed doors in remote location. Now, well, this is what is this? The rugby league get wrong advice, so they keep asking somebody till they get, till the, they advice. get the right question. This <laughs> is Sorry, a, they, get, they, they keep asking the question till they get the answer they want. Now, this is about as government with climate change. They yes, just keep asking somebody until somebody says, "Oh, you yeah, know, there's nothing." Yeah, to worry no, about. burn it. It's all right. Now, the consultation of an infectious diseases expert is another single signal of the NRL's intent to resume the competition as early as next month. Right. First I've heard of that. That's the first I've heard of it. Is this this Morton Island proposition, I HG? I think so, yes. The, uh, but now, Scott Cam's still going to build the... Scotty's involved, okay, yeah. Okay, good. At the request of the ARLC chairman, Peter Volandis, and the NRL has now formed an eight-member commission. This is apropos of what you're talking about. This has got nothing to do with Jim Molan. No, no, nothing to do with... No, this no. is to do with Junior Pearce. Oh, Pierce's. this is the kickstart Kickstart, the wildcard round. The wildcard round, wild man, yes. <laughs> How many of these things do we need? We've only got one competition to get started. We've got about five commissions. Now, headed, this is uh, Pierce has devised detail plan outlining where and how bubble environment could be implemented. Oh, a Lord. bubble environment? Yeah. This, this is, is your the Morton, Morton Island. Island. Yeah. To ensure the safety of its players and community. NRL believes that while the pandemic expert offers a broad overview, an infectious diseases specialist would provide specific advice on the committee's request for a detail how to create a safe, hygienic, sustainable bubble community. Oh, wow. A bubble community. You know. Is this for the wild card round? uh, (laughs) I assume it is. Now, look, I assume a wild card round, which I like, what you said it was called Magic Round in days gone by, it was. where you have all the clubs together. It's a bit of like a knockout competition. Yeah, they all in went the to, old days. They, I think they all went to Lang Park. They all went to Lang Park. So yeah. cool. What the one venue? No, I like. I love that. What I would like, though, I think the Pierce idea, HG, is that no team knows which team it's going to be playing against, and nor does the public. Wow! Teams are drawn out of a hat. So. Parramatta. Out comes, you know, Peter Beattie, whoever it's going to be, puts the hand in the hat, pulls up, Brisbane Broncos is announced. Woo, people go. Oh, there's no one there. Oh, that's true. The the players, huh? Great. West Tigers. They're the next team out. So it's West for Broncos. And then the other teams sit there watching, not knowing who's going to be playing whom next until you get to the final round. And then they're going to know. So that's a wild card round. Now, just coming back to the information I've got, sources close to the situation understand the advice is not to isolate the 16 teams in one environment Mm -hmm. and then Neural is mapping out plans to form conferences last uh, that split the competition into three or four different bubbles to minimise the risk of infections. Hang on, three or four bubbles? Yeah, well, you see... One bubble I get (laughs) because how can we guarantee the safety of one bubble over another? I know. Well, they must have some advice from experts right. who say it's ready to go. And now, when you put the two, two bubbles together, I know you, there's, I, I there's your swear. problem. I know, I was going to swear. That's where he gets stuffed. Now, 
isolate the communities in New South Wales and Queensland will be bought before the committee next week. This is the suggestions. <laughs> Financial setback to undertake blah, 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 <laughs> potential revenue. Having all 16 teams living at home and travelling to training games would make it almost impossible for the competition to return, even under the guidance of an infectious disease expert. Thank God for that. The NRL would need to buy in, uh, a need to buy in from the players to live away from families' extended periods. Yes. The commission suspended the competition on the advice of the pandemic expert who expected someone to die if the season continued. Right. In an interview with the... What, uh, die because of the virus, HG, or die because of the game itself? No, Too I intense? Think, uh, could, no, I think the virus. The oh, virus. Okay. The virus. Mm. Uh, now, with the nine newspapers interview, the pandemic expert said there's absolutely no indication about flattening of the curve. I'm not sure exactly. Things are going to have to get worse very quickly. Mm. We're going to see a double the number of cases next week and then double from that on. And then the prof who spoke to the nine again saying this week stood by the predictions, uh, saying it was too early to talk of return July the 1st. It's the calm before the storm, but the storm is coming. Now, that's just to set that out. Now, compare and contrast Volandi's magical work mm. with horses. Now, this is a person, this quote here is from the president of the WA branch of the Australian Medical Association. Yeah. Horse racing should be put on hold to, res uh, to respect the rest of the community. It's very difficult to understand why you'd send such mixed messages to the public yeah. when you're asking for everyone else to stay at home at the moment. Now, uh, he's observed that the yeah. jockeys are in very close proximity to they each other. They do get close to one another. In the barriers and, as you pointed out, we've got that Scotty Cam device that keeps the horses away from each other. Oh, yes, you know, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the battle or whatever it was going to be, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, all that's cantilevered, wasn't it? From yeah, the from yeah. the saddle, from the saddle. <laughs> yes. yes. Now, but there is a there is a suggestion that uh, you know racing could in some way transmit the virus because of the closeness of the participants. Yes. Now it's yeah. a baffling world we live in, isn't yeah, it? it? Because it is. obviously, See, the in yeah. Look, we need clar clarity of thought, yeah. don't we? Is Consistency of message. Oh, yeah, well. If if the nation's in lockdown, then it's in lockdown. Yeah. Not lockdown apart from jockeys. Although in the past, wasn't there a suggestion that jockeys are uh, among the most expendable of our community, HG? Wasn't there a suggestion that jockeys were disappearing? <laughs> There's two problems here. It is true that jockeys do have an alarming hockey health and safety uh, you know, record. Yes. Uh, the one thing, though, that I was suggesting was apprentice jockeys. Nobody wants to be an apprentice jockey anymore no. in certain parts of Australia. We're down to importing them from overseas. Oh, yes. So yeah. that's a big chore for Scotty Cam, should he choose to take it on, yeah. is to go around to schools yes. and talk to people, YouTube, uh, social media stuff, you know, the great fun it is to be a jockey and right. how what I've learned by is being a jockey. Is he seeing jockey, being a jockey as a trade? Well, that's the only way you're apprenticed to a master practitioner true, of it. True, A lot of people go to Ronnie Quinton. True. Uh, you know. Yes. So it's exactly a trade. Yes. You go to TAFE to learn how – or they have a jockey school often where you learn how to sit on the horse, how to, oh, hit, you how to hit it, rules, yep, yep, you know. Yep, yep, yep. What happens if you're way out late? Yeah. You know, hang on, way out, wrong weight. How to lose weight. Yeah. Well, that's obviously it. Yes. Yeah, that's a big story. Diets, diet. Diets, diets. Huge, huge. It? Lettuce. How to live on nothing. Swimming Australia supports NATO, the CSIRO, the ANZUS Pact and the World Health Organisation. No other sport has made such a commitment. This is Bludgeon on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. Roy, I, I know things haven't been going well at uh, Rooting King Lodge. I know you've had to fire, you've had to cut back. 
Yep. You know, this week I know was the last week that the uh, the Woodus boys were with you, uh, Fractious Bruce and Weed Woodus, who have been with you a very long time. 50 years. And then... Uh, very hard to let go. I know, I know. And the great thing I thought was a lovely touch when you said they could stay in the horse float, that you wouldn't boot them out entirely, that they could bunk down in the horse float. Yep. As long uh, as they don't make nuisances of themselves, you know. I know. It's it's yeah. an easy burden. Sure. Because let's face it, that horse float hadn't got any wheels. No, that's true. <laughs> they went a long time ago. And then uh, Purse the Puller Drain and Peter the Parrot Drain, I mean, they, again, have done so much valuable work for you around the stables. It must mm. have been hard to see the back of them. Yes. and But I'm <laughs> seeing this HG as a sort of new start. Yeah. It's well, the only way to look at it. Do you know what? Uh, I, and I think all sports are like this. I, I, I think all sporting institutions are like this at the moment. Part of you thinks, oh, it's all over. True. Part of you says, new start. Now, can I take you up on that? Yes. <clears throat> we broke a story a couple of weeks ago concerning jockeys, not to do with the apprentice jockeys and the dearth of them, which Scotty Cam's got under control, yes. but it was to do with an, an allowance that the or an, uh, an appeal mm. that the jockeys community had made to racing authorities to allow them to ride a bit of heavier weight. Now, this is because they worry about their immune systems. When they waste so much, they yes. get very compromised and so bloody, bloody, blah. Yes. To quote you from time to time. Yes. Now, uh, <laughs> can I ask whether you think the boys, uh, you know, the drains, yes. who are on the tubby side, yes. will blossom <clears throat> with this new deal with regard weight or do you think yep. they're lost, <clears throat> as I suspect the Woodest boys are, yeah. to the game forever? Yeah, yeah. Look, I... I, I Look, I think it's a very difficult course to steer here, HG, mm -hmm. because what we don't want, and I'm sure what Peter Volandis doesn't want, is the image of fat jockeys. No, oh, I know. I know. Now, you know, we... I know we've we, talked we, about we, this we've before. We've talked about this before, but I don't think the public is going to accept it. Right. And I think once crowds do start going back to racing... I don't want the sight of or to be able to hear the gobbing off that's going to happen yes. when, you know, Tubblevlad O'Neill hops aboard, yeah. you know. Bludging slug. Yes. Now, can I ask, do you think people will accept marijuana grown at the SCG more than they'll accept tubby jockeys? God, that's a difficult it's conundrum, a, it isn't, is, it? isn't it? Now that I said it, it out is, like it that. It is, it is, it is, it is. Look. I think you could export heroin from the SCG and uh, the public would approve of that more than they would seeing a tubby jockey win the Melbourne Cup. How to build a healthy community? Form a club. Build a clubhouse. Win matches. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. Roy, now this is... Hey, someone is suggesting that former Prime Minister Tony Abbott is in charge of the War Memorial now. Oh, is that I don't right? think that's right. No, I don't think that's right. Someone's suggesting it is right. That he's the boss he's of the, the War Memorial. He's the boss of the War Memorial. Wow. Wow. Okay. Didn't think realise things were that bad. Hmm. Now, can I come to a story that follows on from the discussion about what's happening at Reading King Lodge? Oh, yes. Uh, popular horse trainer Paddy Webster, who I love. Mm -hmm. Who doesn't? Uh, is treating coronavirus protocols so seriously, he's refusing to be trackside on Saturday week, that's today, yep. to watch uh, Happy Clapper line up in what could be an emotional final race start. 
Was this Happy Clapper's last go? Mm. Beaten all those years by... Winks. Winksy. I know. He always came second, didn't he? People over 70 are considered most at risk from COVID-19, mm. although that that's starting to shift a bit. It is. Um, and have been advised not to leave mm. house. Webster, 69, said yep. he had already gone to lengths to isolate himself, including remaining in the parked car to watch the clapper at track work. Isn't that lovely? And Webster, who's also a mentor for the uh, Drugs and Alcohol and Drugs and Alcohol Advisor for Racing New South Wales, yeah. fears for mental well-being of many participants if racing is shut down. Well, a lot have said that about the poker machines, HG, but you know he, we're just going to have to wear it. This is the second word war here. Exactly. I've never Has anyone mis- explained that to him to Paddy Webster. War. Well, <clears throat> I've it's never. Not all beer and skittles, HG. No, true, true. You've got to make certain sacrifices. Yeah, especially since the balloon's above the guttering. Yes. Now, now, I've never missed a run by the happy. My son Wayne will be there on track with the horse. I have to think of people around me. That's the most important thing. Uh, put it this way, Clapper, happy Clapper, will not run any better if I'm there. As long as the strapper Ainsley is there, he'll be happy. Right. In fact, happy Clapper might run better without him there. He'll, I mean, happy Clapper's never won. And he's been there every time. You'd have to think. Oh, Got to try on. something else. <laughs> hey, Pat, how about you sit in the car? <laughs> Give the old bugger a go. <laughs> Even when Clapper works now, I'll drive my car to the bottom of the Randwick Grandstand and watch him, then turn around and go home. Oh. That's sacrifice. God, he's taking it seriously. He is, isn't he? Mm. Uh, Webster's been inundated with phone calls, people concerned about the coronavirus shutdown. Yeah. Uh, other industries across the state, uh, you know, obviously affected. Yeah. Uh, he's got a rates mate, mate, racing mates program right. uh, for those who are feeling bad about it. The biggest concern is obviously anxiety and so on, not just from apprentices but people of all ages. Yes. I didn't realise apprentices were prone to this. Right. I had a call from a, uh, an older bloke who works as a strapper on the far north coast and a call from a, with an older jockey who was on the phone for an hour on Friday. Racing's a, a different crowd. Mm. Unlike rugby league where they're all young and fit mm. and they're all different ages and quite often racing is the only thing they know, mm. you know, so it paints a different picture. For a lot mm. of them, racing is the only thing they've known since they were kids. Mm. No, Volandes, Peter, racing boss, has repeatedly stressed the need for the race and continue for the sake of 50,000 participants. Yes. I'm not sure that's actually right, but it'd be more if you, it'd be more honest if he said for the TAB. Yeah. But what do you th- think about this? Obviously the boys have done a lot of work for you over the years. Mm. Have you... Th- oh, look, I've got a lot of sympathy, HG, for the racing industry. Always have done. Mm-hmm. It's always, always uh, taken... It's always had a very special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly because they're... They're given a dud deal in the end, aren't they, your jockeys? You know, when the Royal Commission into Aged Care was taking place, HG, I, I, I did visit and and it got me interested. And I, as I said to you at the time, I went around to a lot of uh, retirement villages, old people's homes, we used to call them, and what struck me is clear. There was not one jockey there, not one jockey in our retirement villages. In our aged care? Yeah, and I wondered why. Nobody knows, as you know, jockeys disappear. We've raised this before on this program. I know. The disappearance of jockeys. I I think that was the number of the story. And and, and it's a story that is crying out to be told, but will any of your shows, your four corners, corners, your your 60 minutes, your 7.30. Exactly. There's millions of them. Millions of shows, investigative shows, but oh, no. Jockeys just evaporate. 
And this has been going on for years. I know. When was the last time you saw a jockey older than 50? I tell you what, you never have. No. This they was, just disappear. Well, you know, as, as uh, Paddy Webster says, I had a call from an older bloke who works uh, as a strapper yeah. on the Fath North Coast. That's the only thing he knows. Yeah. How to strap a How horse. To strap a horse. And another call with an older jockey who was on the phone for an hour. I mean, it gives you an idea of how did, people did, are did, 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 did Paddy ask him how he survived? Well, you this see, older bloke? Their subsistence, you know, livers in the society. They're forgotten people. Yeah. I mean, strapping, I wonder how many jobs he gets strapping the older bloke. Yeah. And rides. I mean, yeah. who's handling his rides, yeah. the jockey? And are there, is Scotty Cam doing anything? Are kids lining up to, to, to learn how to strap? Well, or to be blacksmiths. Or more smithies. The point. Smithies. No, well, Scotty Cam doesn't care about What about shodding? That. Who does shodding anymore? Who's lining up to learn shodding? Hey? Remember the glamour that used to be with a shodder? I know. I know. They were, they were, the, they were faded wherever they went. Yes. They were getting You'll never guess who's coming. A shodder. No way! Now, I, I don't know whether this is a call for people to take these opportunities mm. more seriously, yeah. you know, as in we've got a coronavirus, it, it, some of these people are making themselves known to, yeah. you know, Paddy Webster and Pat could talk to somebody on 7.30 about yeah. some of the stories. Well, of course he could. Now, you know, people, I think it's it's Buckley, uh, I want to say Grant Buckley, a jockey, yeah. Yeah. drives 80,000 kilometres a year to go to work. Yeah. 80,000 yeah. kilometres 80, a year. For, chasing for, rides. For about 200 bucks a week. I know. Chasing rides. Chasing rides. He would barely be able to get the petrol. Yes, Roy. Uh, apparently Matthew Anderson is director of the Australian War Memorial, HG. Well, who um, sold us the bum steer about Well, former Prime Minister Abbott has been given a position He's on, on the, the board. council. On the council. Yeah, okay. that's right, on the board. Good. Yeah, okay. he probably touting but I'm glad we cleared that up. Cleared that up. Phew. Gee, that, that would have left a nasty taste in my mouth as I stomped out of here. Well, that's it for another show, Roy. Uh, it's been great packing down. It's yeah. been an enormous show. So many ideas, so many things to think about, and we can think them about between now and next week, and we haven't got a clue what's going to happen. It's like sport. We don't know what's going to happen between now and next week. We'll see you next week for more Bludging on the Blind Side. Bye now. Remember Dean Schiffel... 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 Jeremy Schloss, Charlie Saab, Matt Utai and Rod Slater. Rugby League heroes never forgotten on Bludging on the Blind Side. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.